Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. This is our Round 16 team list review, looking into the round that's coming up. I've got Natty with me. What's doing, brother? How are we? Good, mate. Good. Um, no sleep. I've been on the tools all day. After this, I'll be um, nursing my daughter and trying to salvage some sort of a season after last weekend. Um, but let's not talk about last weekend. Let's just move straight along onto these team lists. What do you reckon? Before we do jump to these team lists, I will just point out to everyone listening <laughs> that my draft season in the Champions League has gone like an absolute busted asshole. There's been injuries everywhere. I've fucking yeah. completely shit the bed, but... We got the dub that mattered at the end of the season. How bloody good. Gross. Fucking gross. I'd, I'll be completely honest with you. I looked past you. We looked completely past you. This was this was a round that we just counted as a W. On to next round. Win or lose next round. When we're okay for the finals. Did not bank on losing to you last weekend. So it was a good win, mate. I already had the uh, L drawn up on the board, but I had about 17 of them at the start of the season. So anything I get, it's a little bonus there. Let's kick off into Thursday night footy, mate. We've got the Parramatta Eels up against South Sydney Rabbitohs. Parramatta obviously took down Melbourne last week, 14-0. I was far from impressed with the Parramatta Eels. What was your thoughts? Yeah, look, um, they got the job done, didn't they? Um, They just keep winning. And as far as real life goes, uh, real life footy, that's all that matters. Um, I actually think they'll they'll uh, put a job on, on the Rabbitohs um, on Thursday night. Uh, I think the Rabbitohs, it was more Manly was so shit house than the Rabbitohs playing so well. Without a doubt, mate. I didn't think South Sydney were overly special. Um, just having a look at the Parramatta team list, obviously, they remain 1-17. to 17. Can I ask you about one guy, especially leading into these finals, Reid Mahoney, do you see him playing 80 minutes the entire time? Yeah, I, I, look, you would, you would hope so, just because he can, and he's shown that his work rate's still pretty high, especially in defence, over that 80 minutes. Um, but your guess is as good as mine. Um Obviously, Ray Stone, Andrew Davey, um, they can both sort of slot into that hooking role. But I don't know. He needs to be playing 80 minutes to be relevant in Supercoach, though. I know that much. It's becoming a real thing now in the back end for Supercoach players, you know, where guys are going to get get rested. And, you know, if, if teams get a big score up that they'll take fellas off, it's, it's absolutely crucial now, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Big time. PPM, minutes, uh, it all comes down to um, you know fielding those guys that are going to get I like to say that 50-55 is 
especially in your forward pack. If you're if you've got anyone in your forward pack that's scoring under fifty, they shouldn't be in your side. And I mean, what did Reed Mahoney put up on the week? It was like twenty something, or you know, something gross. So, um, yeah, he's a worry. That's for sure. Mate, the bloke in this side that isn't a worry, I saw the rub down, uh, had a piece on him during the week, Nathan Brown. I, You know, he's the sort of bloke that I just think every single team needs. He's just a dog that'll just, he'll just fight for every inch, won't he? Yeah, so we posted um, something on Twitter, um, I think while the game was on. He is um, Paul Gallon 2.0. He's palming blokes off to take the second and third hit up of that set. Uh, the amount of runs that he's pumping through, you know, he's averaging something crazy like 20 runs a game and 35 tackles. It's crazy base. Um, you're getting great points there just from tackles and runs, but he's got a sneaky offload and a tackle break in him as well. And the thing I like about him is his fucking consistency. He's averaged like 66.6, and I guarantee you at the end of the year it's going to be 66.5 or 66.7. That's His coefficients of variance there is crazy. Mate, he's a fantastic footballer, and uh, I mean, especially with Tao Malolo gone now, he's he's you know he's probably in the top I'm three in. forwards, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. So the reason we like him is he's a guy that you can target in trades that you could probably get over the line. Um, you know, if Tom Lola was was still playing, you know, no one's giving him up. Whereas Nathan Brown's got a bit of a history with suspensions and injuries. He's a guy that you can sort of get over the line by telling the the owner that, yeah, look, he, he's got an injury history. You know, he's only one blow up away from spending two, three weeks on the sideline. It's something you can sort of work with. And he's a player that puts up, you know, the same sort of work rate. He loves watching a game from the grandstand, no doubt about it. Let's move to the Rabbitohs, mate. Latrell Mitchell, he was the highest scorer of last week. And I could not Sell believe... Him. Oh, mate. How about his stats at the end of the game? He had two tries. He had a try assist. He had two or three line break assists. He ran for 80 metres. It's I just know. unbelievable, if, isn't it? If if you look if you look back at that game and his highlights, it's a couple of easy cutout balls. I mean, when I say easy, I'm not fucking doing it. I mean, he's an amazing footballer. But it looked to me like it was one's ball, anyone's try. I mean, they were lining up for meat pies in this game, the Bunnies. Um, and he scored a couple of tries that one was decent backing up. The other one, he just literally intercepted a ball that anyone could – I could have scored that try. So what I'm saying is that score's massively inflated. He's not back to the old Latrell. Please, if you've got Latrell, sell him. I would sell him straight up for Dylan Edwards. You know, I'd I'd look at packaging him up with someone else to get turbo. I'd be looking at selling him for Brimson and someone else. Make hay while the sun shines. Mate, the other bloke that had a really big score on the weekend, Damien Cook, and I suppose it goes for Cookie and Mitchell. At the end of the day, they're not going to blow another team away through the middle like they did the other night for the rest of this season. They're huge overs at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, big time. And the problem with Cook's game this year has is... The Bunnies have been such a side-to-side team, very lateral, you know. You can see they, they're linking up with Latrell Mitchell at the back a lot. Um, Cody Walker's demanding a lot of the ball. Adam Reynolds is playing one of the best seasons I've pl- seen him play in a long time. So very lateral, not a lot going up the middle. And that's because their forward pack just isn't what it was last year.
Liam Knight returns for all the classic players out there. He'll be sitting on a lot of benches, so he'll come in handy, especially after this Town Malolo injury. Guy, uh, mate, a, a guy that impressed me last week was Stephen Masters. I understand that Dane, uh, Dane Gagai has come back in, but I thought Masters, really big body. I think he's one to watch over the next few years. Yeah, big time. Uh, like you say, he's only one injury away from getting um, a starting spot in that side for good. Uh, he was really impressive. The first game on Friday night is between the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Gold Coast Titans. Jeez, I've got no idea here. Lopbuster. I like the Dragons. I, the Dragons have got a lot of attack in them, um, and I know the Titans have been a lot more, um, I guess, solid in their attack of late, uh, but I just think the Dragons. I mean, the way Matthew Dufty's playing and you and I can Zach Lomax has just been fantastic at the back end of this season. So I think if it starts clicking for the Dragons in this game, it could be by a lot. I really like Lomax in this game. I think he's a any try specialist here. Big time. Big time. That right edge humming. I'm a Jordan Pereira owner, so I watch that left edge, and the ball never goes past you and Aiken. Aiken just doesn't pass. He's like Stephen Crichton. There's no passing. The other guy I really like this weekend, mate, is Ben Hunt. Obviously, we've seen Mo Fodawaker, and we've said a few times if he was in just about any other team in the NRL, he'd probably be considered a top-five front rower in the game. And I just think Ben Hunt could really teach him a lesson through the guts this week. Yeah, I think that's where the game will be will, will be won in the middle third of the field here. Ben Hunt will cause some damage with um, Blake Laurie. Josh Kerr is just some sort of player, and he'll get some inflated minutes this week with uh, Vaughn out. Yeah, mate, it, it's it, there could could be some meat pies scored up the guts underneath the posts. Posts, I reckon. For the Gold Coast Titans, mate. Obviously, AJ Brimson. He's come back fit and firing, hasn't he? Who is he? He is fucking good. Like. He, the attack is just all AJ, pretty much. Um, I really like Corey Thompson. It's I was actually talking to Walker the other day before he was named late last weekend, just think, saying, like, why isn't Corey Thompson playing on the wing? You know what I mean? Like, he was so fucking hard to handle a couple of weekends ago. Um, so I'm glad to see him um, cement that spot in the wing. Um, a couple of guys for the Titans that I'm looking forward to seeing as well. Uh, Sam Stone's a likely type. He's a front row uh, 2RF eligible player. I'll be looking at him on the waivers and Tyrone Peachy starting at 13. Uh, we can we know what Tyrone can do in the middle of the field when he's just given license to do whatever the fuck he wants. Mate, I'm not sure if there's anything that excites me more than 13 Tyrone Peachy. I fucking love it. This is He, he should have 13 tattooed on his back, in my opinion. Big time, big time. And look, with the exit of Joe Arrow next year, you would think that the 13 is his. The other guy that I think will be popular on waiver wires will be Mitch Rain. Uh, obviously, just be careful. Aaron Clark's named at 14 there, and Tana Boyd's on the extended bench. So, Mitch Rain, I don't think he's going to be the star that he used to be over the next few weeks. Now, nah, look, even with 80 minutes, he's still floating around that 50 to 55 point range. So, uh, if he's playing 60 minutes, he's yeah, he's irrelevant. Mate, the late game on Friday night, Sydney Roosters up against the Brisbane Broncos, and this Roosters side, you're just looking at their lineups. They're starting to get back to where they need to be. Tupu returns. they got both the Morris brothers. We've got Boyd Cordner returning. Rhea Hargraves is back. It's all starting to come together again, isn't it? It's starting to look really good, isn't it? Um, how good was Drew Hutchison on the weekend? He's handy. Fuck, he can play. Big, big body, skillful. Um, he just rips and tears. He was, yeah, we picked him up on the waiver last weekend in, in the Legends comp, and fuck, 
80 something points. So good. Thanks for coming. Wasn't good enough. Anyway, the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> um, mate, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to see Sean O'Sullivan back in first grade. I think he is the best halfback in the Broncos system. He's playing 5-8 this week. He's coming off the back of an ACL injury. All this kid needs is an opportunity, and I think he's going to be a really, really great long-term prospect for the Broncos. I'm with you, bro. I totally agree, and I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this combination works. I've been really impressed with Tom Dearden's running game over the last couple of weeks. He's come leaps and bounds. So if this works, if this clicks for Sean O'Sullivan and Tom Dearden, this could be um, you know, the future for the Broncos. Jeez, it's a tough game to, uh, <laughs> to partner each other for the first time, though. Fuck me. Baptism under fire. No no better way. Mate, obviously the 14, Brody Croft. I just, I, uh, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's a waste of a spot in my eyes. I mean, obviously, they're carrying a lot of injuries, but, um, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. I think the other guy to keep an eye on will be Alex Glenn. He's not named in the side this week, but I think he'll return next week. And in deep leagues, if you're desperate for a um, center wing, I think you, you could do much worse, couldn't you? Big time. Um, yeah, deep leagues, you know, 12-plus men leagues. Uh, you got a C- CTW that's going to get 45 points every week. I saw in um in a few leagues last week a lot of people picked up Jordan Carhu and I, I didn't understand why and I think you saw his score on the weekend. He is just a no go. You just can't go near him, can you? No way. I I saw his points on six points or something and there was like ten minutes to go and I thought he, he might have got injured in the first ten minutes. No, he played a full game. That is gross. Awful. Fucking awful. Um Paddy Carrigan over the last few weeks, he's been incredible, hasn't he? He look. I've got a massive man crush on Paddy Carrigan. I I traded him pretty early on in the season, thinking that obviously with all the forwards coming back into this pack, um, he would get reduced minutes. But everyone got injured or suspended, so he's playing 80 minutes. And with that PPM, you know, he's getting 75 to 80 points per game. It's shades of you know God um, without the goal kicking. The other one to keep an eye on in that game, we mentioned him last week, uh, Joe Offa-Hengawi. Obviously, not the greatest footballer on earth, but he's going to get minutes and he's second row forward slash front row forward. Absolute gold leading into finals. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, it, it helps to have at least one of those dual eligible guys to RF front row forward because it means you can sort of cycle them through your team in case you pick someone up in the front row, they slip back to 2RF. It's really handy when you're sort of chopping and changing your team. Super Saturday kicks off at 3pm with the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights. For the Warriors, we see Chanel Harris-Tavita return. I thought Paul Taylor had a really good game the other day, but I just thought he, he, he ran a little bit too much for me. And I think it really cut down the opportunities of young Hayes Perham, who I'm really excited to see get some ball this weekend. Yeah, big time. Um yeah, it could have been that, you know, just overexcited, um, just trying to, to, you know, put his best foot forward. But like you said, this Burham, he's, um, he's something special, isn't he? To be fair to Paul Taylor, you know, he, he did come up with big plays when he was running, but I'm just looking forward to seeing Hayes with uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita. I think I think he's, he's dual fullback, halfback. Could be a real point of difference coming into finals because, um, you know, those positions are so hard to cover, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. And we've written the Warriors off for long enough now. They are actually humming an attack. <laughs> oh, um, well, well, well. It's just, it's got to be said. We've got to jump on board. Um, it's as simple as that, right? I've been saving you a seat on the bus for about four weeks. It's good to have you on now. Let's go.
Calm the Warriors. Let's do it, boys. Um, Katoa obviously returns a massive in there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time, mate. Yeah. Yeah, they need him for sure. Mate, I think, you know, um, Cody Nikarima, he's had a fantastic season. The other guy that's really impressed me for the Warriors this year, and to be honest with you, if you would have asked me this time last year, I would have said, nah, he'll be on a construction site. He won't be playing first grade. Carl Lawton, he's done some special things this year. Man, I'm, I've looked at him a, a few times, Carl Lawton. His, his output is fantastic. Obviously, he's not playing 80 minutes. He's playing you know, 50, 55 minutes. But the work that he gets done in the middle over those 55 minutes is nothing short of amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of Carl Lawton. He's a strong runner of the ball, defends all day, and then he's got a sneaky sort of upside as well with a scoot close to the line or a short ball. I really like him. For the Newcastle Knights, one major chain. Blake Green's out and Mason Leno comes in. And this has raised a few eyebrows, but I am a huge Mason Leno fan. He would have been my 5-8 at the start of the year. Really like him. You're a fan? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hard. I'm a big Mason Leno fan. The other thing is he kicks goals. So there could be a bit of a shift here. If he kicks goals, it's going to take points away from Callum Ponga. So it's going to be an interesting one to see because he slots him better than Callum. Without a doubt, he has to be the goal kicker whenever he's on the field. And I'm pretty sure at the start of the year, um, that's what the coach said, that it would be Lino if he was on the pitch. So hopefully he does take the tee off him because the bloke that I'm chasing in my um, in my draft comp, he's got the best team by far and away, and it's led by Ponga. So I really need him to drop down a notch there. Fucking oath. We'll pick up Lino and just just combat him that way. Mate, I'm, I'm also stoked they've played Leno because it obviously means that Kurt Mann remains at dummy half, and that is massive to have a center wing slash fullback playing hooker for 60 minutes and playing lock for another 20. Massive, isn't it? I've got him in my other league, and, mate, he's even, – even when you think, you know, oh, with the tackles and maybe a couple of runs, you know, I'm hoping for 50, and 50 points in my CTW each week is great – but he's always pushing that 60-65 range. It's crazy. He's He's been the biggest surprise packet for me in Supercoach and real life, really. I mean, we know how, how good Kurt Mann is, and he's been a Mr. Fix-It, but this year, 2020, he's gone to a whole new level. Mate, he's a completely different footballer this year. The other guy that I'm I'm really surprised that he doesn't find a spot into this side is Tex Hoy. I mean, I, I really like Phoenix Crossland, but Tex Hoy, he's just got an X factor about him, and he can cover more positions than Phoenix. I, I find it really strange. It's only a matter of time for Tex, I think. Um, obviously, still young. You know, they've given him... A few shots here and there with not much responsibility, you know, a wing spot here or, or you know, coming off the bench for 10, 10 12 minutes. So I, I feel like they're easing him in because they expect a lot from him when he finally makes the 13. Do you know what I mean? Without a doubt. Mate, let's move to the 5.30 game. And before you have your chance, I'm going to jump in. And I, I, I want to pay respect to John Morris because he's made a hard call here. Matt Moylan the other night, they would have been better off defending with a cardboard cutout of Matt Moylan than having him in the side. And he's dropped in this week, one of his most experienced players, probably his highest paid player in the squad. Mate, I've got so much respect for John Morris. If there's a hard call to be made, he doesn't fuck spiders, does he? Mate, when you edit this, I want you to rewind that and play that at least three times over and over again for the listeners because that is music to my ears. Fucking Moylan, see you, champ. He'll have a week off and he'll come back flying. Mark my words. Uh, Mate, Connor Tracy comes in. Is he a guy that people should be looking at to try and pick up? What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, hundred percent, especially in this matchup. Um, the cows leak points everywhere. Um, their edges are terrible. Um, their wingers are always terrible in, in reading defense. Kyle Felt's one of the worst in the league. Um, yeah, matchups fantastic. So yeah, get him. The other big change in this side is, of course, Britton Akora returns, which drops Sifatalakai to the bench. If you managed to pick up Talakai a few weeks ago, this is devastating. Hundred percent. Yeah, no good, but. Maybe in some leagues, Britain Nakora has been, you know, dropped. And if that's true, he should make uh, number one on, on all waivers, to be fair. Mate, we mentioned Matt Moylan wearing jersey 20. Jersey 21 is a major interest to, vote to both of us and a lot of our listeners. We've spoken a bit about him, Andrew Fafita. I just think that if you manage to get a hold of him and he comes back in the next two or three weeks, he could really be anything leading into finals as one of those low-end front rowers in your side. Yeah, the WWE star. Get him out there. A couple of suplexes. Just throw it at him. Um, the the thing with the, the pack for the Sharks, I mean, Aaron Woods can play pretty big minutes, but they don't use him for big minutes. Um, Hamlin Ueli's, you know, he doesn't play many minutes. Royce Hunt's too big to play big minutes. So they're sharing their minutes pretty evenly amongst everyone. So you can, you can bank on 45 minutes for... Um, for Andrew Fafita when he gets back. And if he comes back and he's playing the same style of football where he just floats across field and fends off eight or nine blokes and then offloads, off that. Mate, he's one of those guys that, you know, 45 minutes can be the same as 60 minutes at the end of the day. Just depends what he does with those minutes. And, fuck, I'm not sure if there's a bloke that can generate points easier than Andrew Fafita when he's on. Oh, 100%. 30-point runs. He can make one run and score 30 points without scoring a try. It's crazy. For the Cowboys, one of their stars returns, Val Holmes. He's found his way onto the wing. Scotty Drinkwater at fullback. Arcee returns at six. Michael Morgan, I thought he had an absolute shocker three weeks ago. He's playing some pretty good footy since then. How do you see the Cowboys going, mate? Are they, you know, are, are they moving the needle at all? Or I'm, I'm, they've really let me down this year, to be honest with you. Mate, a, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Mick Morgan coming back, um, and we talked about, yes, obviously, he's a premium player, Queensland, Australian representative. He's an amazing player. But if you've got guys outside you that aren't running p- good lines and aren't where they need to be, you're always going to struggle. And I, I stand by that. I, I feel like the Cowboys' backs are clunky at the best of times. Um And in attack, they just seem rusty, off the boil, especially in the time of the year where you really should be humming. Like you've had most of the season to get everything right. You should be clicking at this stage. It's just not happening for the Cowboys. Obviously, mate, their number 13, Jason Tamalolo, is missing. This is massive for Josh Maguire, isn't it? Massive for Josh Maguire. Massive for my super coach team. Um, Yeah, crazy. If you can... We actually talked about Josh on the rubdown. We talked about Josh Maguire being a sell just because, obviously, McLean was coming back and he was going to drop in that rotation a little bit and drop minutes. And I'll flip it. I'll, I'll put my hand up and say, look, we need to flip that because Josh Maguire is now by. Without a doubt. I, I think he's having the best career, sorry, the best season of his career. And without Tamalolo, there's going to be a lot less mouths to feed and he could be the really big winner out of this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. They could, they could actually just put him in, forget about him. Um, that could be the, the case here. He could play 80 minutes at 13. We mentioned, mate, Andrew Fafita on the extended bench. One for the Cowboys that I think is worth keeping an eye on. I think he's only one injury in the back row away from playing 80 minutes is Shane Wright. We know when he comes into the team, he tends to play 80. I think you could do worse if you've got a spare spot than to grab Shane Wright this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you were saying on your podcast about sort of looking ahead and making some some room on your bench for some of these guys to take a punt on. And this is the time of the season you should be doing that. And Shane Wright, he does fit that mould. Let's move to the late game on Saturday night. We've got the Penrith Panthers up against the West Tigers. Brighton to all returns, which sees Brent Naden move to right centre, which sees Tyrone May move to the bench. Obviously, Viliami Kikau's out of this game. So Isaiah Yo playing on one edge and James Fisher-Harris at lock. How do you see the Penny Panthers going? I, I personally, I'm not sure if they've got an extra, you know, 10 to 15% to go up in finals. I'm not sure if they haven't peaked. What are your thoughts? Look, if they haven't peaked, wow, because they've been playing some fantastic football. Um, but I'm continually impressed with how they're playing. Their defense has gone to another level. And Nathan Cleary, I mean, wow. Last last time me and Walker did a rub down, I, I think, mate, I, I was creaming my jeans just talking about him because he's that good. He's in my super coach side. He's a set-and-forget captain. I mean, 99 points on the weekend without really – doing a lot just those force dropouts a couple of try assists his running game's incredible tackle breaks kicks to the corner he's just doing everything um and then brian to'o i'm huge on to'o coming back into the side um you put up um a stat that we did in the rub down you know it's up to 12 tries now over the last seven games that that right winger is scoring he could be in for six or seven tries before the uh, the normal season's done. And, mate, I think he's an absolute special this week up against the West Tigers. You know, no, normally we were always talking about Leilua and Nofaluma, but I thought last weekend Mbai and Tommy Talao, they were pretty average in defense. Yeah. Oh, mate, Tigers seem to slip up um, when it comes to their centers and their wingers not communicating in defense and actually rushing in on that sort of A2 defender. So, yeah, and both edges are doing it. So it, it, it could, be, could be a hard day at the office for the West Tigers. Another guy I want to talk about here is Capewell. He's about a couple of weeks away from coming back here, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see Yo start um, at 13 and then Capewell get that edge back row spot um, off Martin and Martin come onto the bench. So... If that happens and you've picked up Capewell this week, um, free agent or waiver, and it works out that way, you've won the lotto. Mate, I think he's going to be a bit of an awkward one, Curdy Capewell. Like, I mean, we've only got, what is it, five weeks left in, in Supercoach finals. If he doesn't play this week, he'll come in next week, and it only leaves him four weeks. Do you see him playing 80 minutes before the end of the season? Oh, 80 minutes is hard. I'll, this way, I'll... Put money on him to play 80 over Kikau. I think Kikau is more likely to be spelled and capable to play 80. But 
saying that, there's a log jam there for second rowers in there. Mate, I'm not sure if you can take Liam Martin out of this side. He has been unbelievable. It, crazy. Crazy how good he played last weekend. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it'd be hard done by for Martin to come um, come off and, and um, be on the bench. But just in case that does happen, okay, well. There's going to be one, you know, fantastic second rower in this side that's going to unfortunately lose out, and whoever it is, they don't deserve to lose out, do they? No, no, yes. Like, this Ford pack has just been doing great things. Tamo's been playing well, and Leota's been unbelievable. James Fisher-Aris just doing what he normally does. So, And they've been the building blocks to most of Panthers' wins, you know, creating space up the, up the middle and giving Nathan Cleary some space and time to do what he does best. So, yeah, head goes off to him, that's for sure. Mate, we just spoke about the Tigers' defense before. I've got a little stat for you. Um, Harry Grant returns this week. The West oh, Tigers, yeah, tell me oh, about it. Oh, yeah. The West Tigers, with Harry Grant in their side, they concede an average of 17 points per game. What do you reckon it is when he's not in the side? Oh, 30? 33. It almost doubles. Yeah, wow. Wow. He, he, is, he actually is the Tigers. He is the um, fucking Tigers. He is going to be the worst thing to happen to this franchise in a long time because they're going to be left next year with nothing doing. They are going to be in some serious trouble. Oh, he, he is that good. He is that good. And, I mean, um, Wooker last week was saying, oh, you know, they're going to keep Jacob Little on the bench and it's going to eat into his time. But I'm telling you, 60 minutes of Harry Grant is better than 98% of the hookers that play 80 minutes. The things he can do in 60 minutes will put the Tigers in a great position to win any game. And, mate, I think here too, the thing that always worries me with Penrith is they are always playing down to opposition. I think the Tigers will will still find a way to score points here. Oh, they will. And the thing with Harry Grant is it doesn't matter the opposition. He'll play fantastic against whoever. He doesn't give a fuck. He is that good. What about uh, Nofaluma this week? How do you see him going? I mean, obviously, in classic, he is, you know, his ownership is massive and he's been a captain option the last few weeks. How do you see him going this week against Penrith? Can't say that he won't play well because he'll just make me look like a fucking idiot. He just finds a way, doesn't he? He's just so good. I mean, he's going to get 50 points just on his runs alone. Um, And then, you know, you got the the junkiest of junk time tries last week. So you just never know. I mean, Panthers have been really solid in defense. Um, He's coming up against To'o and Naden, who, you know, not bad defenders. So... Oh, no, the other, it'll be Josh Mansour and Crichton. So, yeah, I, mate, I, I, like I said, I can't play him down. The only thing I can say is you should be shopping him if you're in draft because he's peaked at his value and you never know what you can get for him. Mate, let's move to the Sunday afternoon games, Melbourne Storm and the Manly Seagulls. And I must say this game, there is a lot of teamless decisions that have taken me by surprise. I'll start with the Melbourne Storm. Um, Marion Seve has come in for Shandor Earl. I thought Shandor Earl would definitely hold that spot. Yeah, so did I. I mean, he didn't do anything fantastic, but he didn't make any terrible mistakes any, in either that would merit him being dropped. So, yeah, that's that surprises me as well. Uh, obviously, mate, the six and the seven and the nine return. Manly coming off a fifty nil, you know, a fifty point loss to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and then to see this team list, my God, it must be a dark place over there at the moment. 
Yeah, I think they'll be hanging their heads pretty fucking low, the Eagles, after last week. They really needed that win. Um, and then to back it up against Storm with all their shiny new guns, look, it could be it could be another drumming. Mate, the, the one that stands out for me in this team list is Tommy Eisenhuth, obviously available at centre wing in Supercoach. To be able to get that edge back row spot outside Munster because of Kenny Bromwich's injury, he could be a real game changer, couldn't he? I love him. Yep. You've said everything you need to say. I'll be wavering for him um, because, I mean, you should have your upside pretty much settled and in concrete in your CTW. You plug a guy like Tom Eisenhuth in there that's going to get you 45 to 55 points every single game with the chance of getting a nice try running off Cameron Munster's hip. And Storm have got a pretty good run in the Supercoach finals. It all spells gravy, baby. And, mate, just about any Melbourne forward, but I guess the one that stood out for me last weekend was Christian Welsh. I thought he was fantastic. But if you have a look at the Storm bench this week, you got Nico Hines and Shandor Earl. There's going to be minutes galore there, isn't there? I picked up Welch last week because I had Haas on my team. I needed to fill a gap. Went, yep, Welch, you'll get me 50 points. I'm happy with that. But, wow, he is a certified gun with minutes. 80-something points in the middle. And like you say, you know, there's not a lot of guys on that interchange that are going to steal minutes off him. Jesse Bromwich doesn't play big minutes anymore. Yeah, Christian Welch, if he's out there and you need a front row forward, he'd be the first bloke I'd be looking at. Mate, if you don't need a front row forward, I think I'd still be looking at him. Yeah, big time, big time. Put him on your bench. And this is where a guy like him, if you can grab him, and next week he can be your AE, where instead of playing some shithouse winger, you take your 60 points from Christian Welsh. It makes all the difference, doesn't it? Thanks for coming. And look, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm a massive fan of the AE at this time of the year. If your bench is shit, and have someone on there that's going to get you, you know, 55 points plus, yep. and get rid of one of your worst CTWs, and you're laughing. Yeah, you've got to start playing, you know, you've got to start taking a few risks now. And you just can't be carrying center wings that are scoring under 20 points. You just can't do it anymore, can you? No. And it's all about Ws now. All about Ws. You have to win. Don't worry about fucking dropping blokes and going, oh, I don't know if I can pick him up next week. Who's going to pick him up? You might not fucking be there next week. So just get the W. Worry about shit next week if you're still there. And the other thing about it too, like if you're dropping guys to get a win, you're also every week you're coming back, your waiver wire is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. There is a good chance you will get a lot of your guys back depending on where you are. Exactly. And just worry about what you're doing. You know, like don't worry about, you know, what other teams are doing and whether they're going to pick up your drop players. You're dropping them for a reason is because they're not good enough to be in your team. It's as simple as that. Mate, for Manly, obviously in their back line, a few shocks here. Uh, Tavita Funas playing fullback. I thought he had an absolute Barry Crocker the other night. Yeah, no good. I, I rate him as a player. Um, and I look, him playing fullback interests me, just not this week. The other guy that's very interesting, of course, um, at centre, I don't know how to say his last name, oh, Jack Kovinsky. Please give it a go. Um, I, I've never been overly convinced on this kid, to be honest with you, and especially in Supercoach. There isn't m- many base stats there. I, I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. I don't like any... It, like the the manly side, I was so hyped about about because of their run, um, and at the moment with the injuries that they've copped, I'm looking at this team going, I'm 
not very excited about any any of them really. So, yeah, gross, mate. The only thing that interests me in this Manly side, and he's a project player, is Corey Waddell. I think if you can get your hands on him, and they happen to have an injury this week, he could be a real point of difference. But once again, he's a project player. If you've got space to do it, he's a guy that I'm holding in one of my draft comps just to see what happens. But Outside of him, mate, there's not too much that's going to be on your waiver wire that's of much interest for me. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Let's move to the last game of the week. We've got the Canberra Raiders up against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Raiders, having a look at their team list, they look to be 1-13 to 13 there. Um, they've got a young bloke debuting in Jersey 17. I have never heard of him, don't know who he is. Have you seen anything of him? No, mate, but I do want to give a massive shout-out to my boy, um, Starling. How good was he? Mate, he is one hell of a footballer, isn't he? Yeah. I Look, I was talking about you last, last week, and I said, you know, if he just gets a bit of time on the paddock and he gets a bit of confidence, he could be anything, this kid. And, yeah, he was braining him last weekend. Tell me about the halves, mate, George Williams and Jack White. I think in this game, they could be absolutely anything. Yeah, look, I'm more on George Williams now than Jack Whiten because George is starting to play both sides of the field. Um, he's popping up on the left, and he's sort of running the left for Jack, if that makes sense. Um, you can see George either cutting Jack out or giving him short ball so Whiten can then pass it on to his backs. It's really nullified Whiten's running game because um, I feel like Whiten sort of doesn't want to just take the ball and run if Williams has come over and made the effort to link up on that left side. So I'm all about George Williams. Mate, I've just noticed, is uh, Harry Renaud, is he injured or suspended or has he, he just been left out? Well, he's been dropped, has he? Yeah, outs. Don't know. Maybe he's been suspended, but that, I, I've, I've, I've missed that during the week if he has been. That's an interesting one. Mate, the other guy that's really, you know, he's impressed me a lot this year when he – when he has been playing, is Joey Tapanay. I think he's been sensational. Yeah, he's one of those players where you look at where he's been named and you go, yeah, he's on the bench. I'm not going to worry about it. But then he's just been pumping out 60-point games coming off the bench, which is crazy. He's got that running style where it's really ferocious um, and he flails his body around and blokes drop off him left, right, and center. It just means tackle breaks, tackle breaks, tackle breaks. So I've been big on him for, for a long time and obviously – with John Bateman coming in the side, and they're, they're big on this Hudson Young. Um, I thought maybe that'd be the end of Tapanay, but mate, he's doing some great things coming on as a, you know a bit of an impact player for the Raiders. Mate, whilst you were just talking, then I was just running my eye over the Canterbury side, and my God, has Dean Pay walked back in the building this week or what? They've got on their yeah. extended bench Luke Thompson, Jack Cogger, who I thought has been sensational the last two weeks, Remus Smith and Timmy Laffoe, who I thought Timmy Laffoe had a good game on the weekend too. I can't believe Luke Thompson isn't playing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. They're obviously going with Aiden Tomlin at 13, which is... I'd rather Tomlin play in the pig position because you're 13, you want a little bit of ball playing as well. Um, but what about Tim Laffoy getting dropped for Kerrod Holland? I, I don't know if there's a bigger insult. If if my Oztag team was short and Kerrod Holland was on the sideline, I think I'd play short. Beat it, champ. Beat it. I that that one really shocks me. And uh, the other one, like I, I, 
I think Josh Jackson is is so much more suited to playing in the 13, just playing in the middle, than being an edge player. And they swapped it over last week, and I thought, thank God, you know, it's it's three years too late, but they finally got there. A week later, he's moved back to the edge. I, I, I don't understand. Josh Jackson isn't quick enough to play on the edge. He looks lost out there. All, all he wants to do is make tackles and make hard hit-ups. Just let him do it. Put him at the 13. Yeah. The only guy that I've been impressed with from the dogs here, Jeremy Marshall oh, King. Mate, he's gone to a new level, hadn't he? Wow. Then I looked at his like three and five round average. I was like, how has this slipped past? Is it just because we've just we just see the name, don't look at the average and just move on? But he's been playing some fantastic football. He's one of those guys though that I just know as soon as I was to pick him up, I'd get yeah. the old Jeremy Marshall King again. Yeah. I just struggle to um, to trust him, mate. We, we we mentioned Josh Jackson there. We strange he's not on the edge. I thought the new kid, Matt Dory, has been sensational the last two weeks. Yeah. I, to be honest, I thought that spot was him. You know, it was locked down. He was going to play on the edge there. Um, he's obviously got a bit of pace about him. He was running some really straight, hard lines um, for the dogs. And then, yeah, look, why are we surprised? Dogs. It's just this a lottery every. You know, I, I thought with Dean Pay going, it was going to be a different story, but it's. I, I, just, I don't know what to say. I just, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and this is why I hate having Bulldogs so, uh, team, uh, players in my Supercoach side because it doesn't matter how fucking good they are, doesn't matter how much they're averaging, they could be gone next week. Mate, the one guy, and I don't ha- have his score in front of me off the top of my head, but the one guy from Canterbury that I would be happy to have as long as he's playing fullback is Hoppawade. He's just a different player in the one jersey, isn't he? Jeez, hit the ground running coming back from injury, hasn't he? Unbelievable. Every time he has the ball, um, he's looking likely for some points, and I think the Bulldogs know that, and they give him plenty of early ball, which is which is great for his game. Is this a case of Canberra by how many? I think so, mate. I think I think the Raiders are starting to to build towards their finals run. You can see that their attack is starting to click. Um, Ricky Stewart's been quite critical of their attack, um, sort of the middle parts of the season, but they are really starting to get things right. And I think the key there is George Williams taking more of a dominant role in the halves and really controlling the team like a sort of Nathan Cleary does for for the Panthers. So. Um, yeah, they're very, very dangerous on, on both edges. Mate, as far as captains and vice-captains go this week, I mean, James Tedesco, Friday night against the Brisbane Broncos. Geez, hard to leave him out, but there's a couple of other likely candidates. I mean, even Thursday night, you could be looking at Ryan Madison up against the South Sydney pack there. You've got Caelan Ponger. Obviously, it looks like he'll lose the goal-kicking, but against the Warriors, I mean, I... I, I, I I know we're not getting off the bus and starting to bag the Warriors, but Ponga could still put on a score there. And Nathan Cleary up against the West Tigers, that could be anything again. There is just options galore here, isn't there? And we haven't even mentioned the Melbourne boys. My God, Smith and Cameron Munster. Yeah, yeah, you're not short. I said said someone today, I said, I don't want to say this out loud, but is this one of the easiest rounds to pick so far in 2020? 
And it, I'll tell you a funny story, Natty. I had a bloke message me last week, and he said, "Hey, um, I'm in my tipping comp, and I'm and I halfway through the year, I was leading by a heap, and I've got roped." And he goes, "Can you help me with your tips?" And I said, "Mate, I don't do tipping comps anymore because I just can't fucking. I suck at them. I never fucking go well, and then I get bagged from everyone. I just avoid them like the plague." And oh, please, please give me your tips. I went, "Yes, yeah, sweet." I looked at the game for eight seconds. I sent him eight teams. Went, yep, sweet. There you go, mate. Anyway, spent the whole weekend on the punt, came up with absolute duck eggs. He messaged me this morning, goes, thanks, mate, got eight from eight. Wow. And I've just looked wow. at it going, oh, yep, these are not the teams I bet on. Not a fucking chance. Stings me <laughs> heaps. That just goes to show you how much effort you put into picking those teams for him, mate. Tell me about it. Unbelievable. I was <laughs> filthy. Yeah, mate, I, I, I think captain and vice captain, though, I, I think Teddy's just too hard to go past this week. I mean, Teddy for VC, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, Cleary, like we said, he's a set-and-forget captain these days. He's he's literally, you know, he's three-round, five-round averages, both in the 90s. That's just fucking crazy. It's ludicrous. Um, there's some safe options. Carrigan should get 80 points. Um, Kalen's on a whole nother level. Like you said, the Melbourne boys, if you want a solid captain, Smithy's back. He should be firing. Just a good weekend of high-scoring football, I think. Johnny Bateman against Canterbury. He could be anything as oh, well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not starved of options. Mate, I think I'm going to have to go Teddy. But, yeah, as we said, just a number of options. Mate, I uh, I thank you a lot for coming on once again. Uh, we're getting close to Supercoach Finals and we're getting close mm. to the NRL Finals. I cannot wait. I just need to, I need one more win. I need one more win. I, Who have you got this went week? My way. Last week, I had a couple of losses in a, uh, a couple of other games that really helped me. But I'm in fifth spot now, so it's a top five finals. I need one more win, and I'm in the five. And, and then, fuck, comes, come round 17, Haas gets back in my side. Hopefully, Turbo comes back. I'm humming, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, in my main comp, I've got Haas as well. And, geez, wasn't it? I've got Haas and Kikau, and they've both been suspended for two and one weeks. Coming back fresh, I can't wait. Just, just get us there. Just get us there around. So I keep telling the boys that they, they're giving me heaps of shit, just going, ah, oh, the fucking expert won't even make the finals, blah, blah, blah. Boys, don't count me out because if I make it, you're all fucked. They called you an expert, so don't worry about that. Thanks for coming on, mate. I appreciate <laughs> your time once again. I look forward to hearing from you next week. No, look, I'm obviously a staple in this podcast. I read that all your fans, they missed me the other week. So, mate. Yeah, you've got your fair share of burner accounts just quietly. <laughs> heaps mate heaps I'll see you soon brother alright see you man ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.